0: was a humble beginning
1: that weary night in Bethlehem. When prophets had spoken,
0: echo all the way to Shepherd. It seems so familiar,
1: but still comes alive every time we think of that. Christmas night.
0: is going to bring us special. Of your Bibles this morning, look with me in Genesis chapter 28, Genesis chapter 28, are you glad to be here this morning? It is good to be in the Lord's house, I hope and pray that y'all have had a good week with your family, good week with the Christmas festivities and all going on, and uh, I hope and pray that the Lord was glorified through your family, <clears throat> excuse me, I tell you I've enjoyed being in God's house this morning. I've enjoyed being with you. It's good to have all the visitors. We have a lot of visitors with us this morning. Thank you so much for being here. And i tell you, through the specials, through the songs, man, I've been glad to be here. And i tell you, the Lord's been honored and glorified. I'm going to ask you to do something for me. Some of you I don't even have to ask. But y'all smile real big and pretty. Isn't God good? Isn't it good to be saved? I, I tell you, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else today but right here. In the Lord's house with His people in His word. Let's stand for the reading of His word this morning. Genesis 28. And we'll begin our reading in verse 10. Genesis 28 and verse 10. And Jacob went out from Beersheba and went toward Haran. And he lighted upon a certain place and tarried there all night. Because the sun was set and he took of the stones of that place. And put them for his pillars and lay down in that place to sleep. And he dreamed, and behold, a ladder set up on the earth, and the top of it reached to heaven. And behold, the angels of God ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it, and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, thy father, the God of Isaac. The land whereon thou liest, to thee will I give it, and to thy seed. And thy seed shall be as the dust of the earth, and thou shalt spread abroad to the west, and to the east, and to the north, and to the south, and in thee... And in thy seed shall all the families of the earth be blessed. And behold, I am with thee, and will keep thee in all places whither thou goest. And I will bring thee again unto this land, for I will not leave thee until I have done that which I have spoken of it. And Jacob awaked out of his sleep, and said, Surely the Lord is in this place. And I knew it not. And he was afraid, and said, How dreadful is this place! This is none other but the house of God, and this is the gate of heaven. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank You for the reading of Your Word. Thank You for the experience that we see here, that Jacob experienced with You. Lord, I'm glad today that I have that same opportunity to experience You, to know You, to get to know You this morning, Lord. Thank You for that invitation that You give us to come now. Let us Reason together. Lord, the open invitation to come to you this morning. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you for inviting us all to be saved and to know you as our personal Savior. Lord, as I said the other day, I believe fully in this, that I'm so glad that you're more than just this big universal God. I'm glad you're a personal God. I'm glad you're a personal Savior this morning. And you reach out to every individual that calls upon your holy name. Lord, bless the preaching of your word this morning. Lord, I ask for your touch today. And everything that is said and done, I pray that it's done for the honor and glory of Jesus Christ. Lord, I pray souls would be saved today. Lord, I pray that people that doesn't know you would experience you in this place today. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. You may be seated. I want to talk to you about experiencing the Lord. Experiencing the Lord. This week, uh, my wife and kids didn't like it, but I have uh, sang the the cantata all week long. i tell you, I loved it. Uh, my family hadn't been too excited about me singing all week, because it's not the prettiest of, of voices. But I love to sing about the Lord. And I love that they sang it again this morning, talking about where the story began. And I'm glad that I can go back personally. And I can go back to that time and that place that I experienced the Lord. And I said this the other night, and all week long, the Lord has put this message on my heart, and I've had this on my mind. But all week long, and I said this the other night, but I thought about this. You know, knowing the Lord is so much more than just a group of words to say. It's so much more than walking down the aisle. It's so much more than going to the preacher. Knowing the Lord and getting saved is about having a personal experience with the Almighty God. It's about coming to know the Lord. And I'm going to tell you this morning, you cannot go to heaven unless you have experienced God in your life. You cannot be saved unless you experience the Lord. You say, preacher, I have walked the aisle. Friend, walking the aisle does not get you to heaven. Preacher, I've been baptized. Getting baptized does not get you to heaven. Preacher, you don't know my last name. I don't, and I don't really care this morning, because your last name won't get you to heaven. The only way to get to heaven is by experiencing God for yourself. And it's not good enough for me to experience it for you, or your grandparents to experience it for you. You must experience it for yourself. And I want to look at a man this morning that one time in his life experienced God. And we know that many times he experienced the Lord, but this is where it all began here for Jacob at Bethel. And I want you to know that if you are here this morning and you've never experienced God, the invitation's open. And I hope and pray that you have experienced God. And you say this morning, well, preacher, I've been saved. Well, I want to invite you to go back to that experience today. It is not my job to make anybody doubt their salvation because I'm glad what God gives, God can keep. Amen? And when God saves you, God can secure you this morning. But I simply ask you to go back to that place and that time today. Not about what you did, but think about what God did. And every time we go back to that experience, don't focus on what we did. Focus on what God did. It wasn't me. It wasn't based on me, merely what I could do to get saved, but it was based on God. And I'm glad He saved my soul. And I'm glad that I've experienced Him. And I hope and pray that you can go back to that time and that place this morning, just like Jacob had there at Bethel. I want us to notice first off about experiencing the Lord, that it is a personal experience. I want you to notice that Jacob is to the age now where he's growing up. His daddy had just given him the inheritance and he passed along that promise that God gave them. If you remember, it all started with Abraham. God gave Abraham the promise and then it went down to Isaac and now it's going down to Jacob. Now, Jacob's grandpa was a godly man. Father Abraham, we know exactly who that is. And his daddy Isaac was a godly man. Some of the best Christian men that we find in the Bible. And I want you to know that these two men had great experiences with the Lord. But Jacob was a grown man. And it was time for Jacob for himself to go experience the Lord. I want you to notice this in verse 10. The Bible said, And Jacob went out from Beersheba and went toward Haran and he lighted upon a certain place and tarried there all night because the sun was set. And he took of the stones of that place and put them for his pillows and lay him down in that place to sleep. And he dreamed and behold a ladder was set on the earth and the top of it reached to heaven. And behold, the angels of God ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, thy father, and the God of Isaac. And so here is this man who was raised in a good Christian home. He had a good Christian upbringing. The foundation was there. He was taught the right thing. But I'm going to tell you that living in the most godliest home will never get you to heaven. I want you to know that having a grandpa and a daddy who knows the Lord will never get you to heaven. You must go and experience God for yourself. Abraham had experienced the Lord. Isaac had experienced the Lord. And these blessings and these promises are going down. But I want you to know that it was up to Jacob to come to himself and go meet the Lord for himself and to experience God for himself. What Abraham had with God would not work for his grandson. What Isaac had with God did not pass down to his grandson. Jacob had to get it for himself. I'm going to tell you something. You cannot ride your grandparents' coattails to heaven today. And I've heard it many, many times. Preacher, you don't know my grandma. You don't know my mama. Boy, you don't know the experience they've had, friend. You cannot go to heaven based on somebody else's experience. Jacob had to come to a place where it was time to be a man. And you want to talk about being a man, you become a man when you meet God. And you experience the Lord for yourself. Hey, my dad is a preacher. My mama, she would preach if they would let her probably. I'm telling you, they are good Christian people. They love the Lord. And they, they laid that foundation. But friend, there was something that they could not do for me. And it was my responsibility to go to God and to meet Him and to experience Him for myself. And may I tell you, the greatest day of my life is the day that I experience the Lord. Not because of daddy, not because of mama, but because I went and I poured my heart out to God and He came and He met with me and He saved my soul. Let me tell you something. If you've never experienced the Lord, you need to experience it this morning. Notice something about Jacob. It was a personal experience. There wasn't anybody there. Let me tell you something. You don't need the preacher to be saved. You need you and you need God this morning. I want you to know that Jacob got all by himself. And he went to the place. It was quiet. There was nobody around. And he got down there and he had a dream. He had a vision. And he seen this ladder ascending down from heaven. And a lot of people want to speculate and they want to look at the physical part of this. But friend... When it comes to God, we don't need to worry about the physical, materialistic things. We need to worry about the spiritual thing. Because the reality of it is, you don't physically need to meet God or experience God today. You need to spiritually meet the Lord. What Jacob had with God that day was a spiritual experience. Now, a lot of people say, well, I walked down the aisle one time and I cried two or three tears. Hey, I've heard it. Man, man, I cried like a baby. Surely I got saved. Friend, salvation is not based upon emotional experience. And may I tell you that a lot of people can be deceived out of emotion. It's not about getting emotional. It's not about getting physical. It's about getting spiritual with God. Getting to experience God, the only way to experience Him is in the spirit realm today. And may I tell you that you must experience Him for yourself. You say, Preacher, how in the world do I experience God in the spiritual realm? Let me tell you something. There's only one way to access Him, and it's through the Son. It's Jesus Christ. Call on His name. You say, Preacher, what do you mean? You call on His name, and the Holy Spirit of God will come down. And the Holy Spirit of God will show Himself to you. And He will manifest Himself to you and through the work of the Holy Spirit of God, in the name of Jesus Christ, God will meet with you today. And you can experience God. And you say, well, I'll do it on my good works. No, you can't experience God based on your good works. He's not impressed with your good works. He's impressed with the work that Jesus Christ did at Calvary. And you go in the name of Jesus through the working of the Holy Spirit of God. This is a spirit thing, not an emotional thing, not a physical thing, a spiritual thing. We must get to the place where we humble our hearts and we say, God, here we are. And we say, Lord, save us. Thirteen years old, I fell down and I experienced God. Hey, I couldn't explain everything. I couldn't tell you where all the Scripture was. But I knew one thing that God had met with me that day. And I'll tell you what, friend, it's not about what we said that day. It's not about what we did that day. It's about what God did with us that day. And I'll tell you, I don't know a lot. I couldn't explain everything, but I know God came in and He saved my soul. And He sent His Holy Spirit to seal me and to show me that I was saved. And God revealed Himself. I'm going to tell you, when you get saved, God is going to reveal Himself to you. That's what He did to Jacob. That's what He did to me. That's what He did to every man, every woman that ever opened their hearts up to God. And if you open your heart up to God, you can experience Him this morning. A personal experience with the Lord. Who doesn't want to meet God? Don't you want to meet God? You better. (laughs) You're going to meet Him one day. Meet Him today. Call Him, your personal Savior today. Call upon Him and He will come to you and He will save you today before it's eternally too late. Be saved today. A lot of people say, well, them people, they're crazy. (laughs) They're not saved. They don't know God, do they? They've never experienced it, have they? Oh, those atheists. You know why they're atheists? Because they never believed in God. They'd believe in God. They know He's real. People say, well, I'm an atheist, I don't believe in that. Well, it doesn't change the fact that God's real this morning. Amen. God's still real whether you believe it or not. But there's coming a day everybody's going to believe it. There's coming a day that every knee's going to bow and every tongue's going to confess. But let me tell you something, it's time to experience the Lord. Would you come to Him and let Him come in and and save you? How do you know, preacher, that you're saved? Because God came into that 13-year-old into that boy that day and saved my soul. I couldn't tell you all the words I said. But I can tell you God came in and He made an impression in me. Not about tears. It's not about that. It's about God sending His Holy Spirit to reveal unto me how real He is. Don't raise your hand. But you, personally, have you ever experienced that? Have you ever experienced that moment where you just emptied yourself and you humbled yourself like you never have and you just let it go? And the Spirit of God came to you and revealed unto you God and you asked Him to save you, you asked Him to forgive you of your sin and He just came in and revealed Himself. Let me tell you something. You want an experience? Meet God today. I've heard people say, well, i tell you, I've been to Disney World, I've been here, I've been there. That's the greatest experience. There is no experience like meeting Jesus this morning. You experience the Lord. And there's Jacob. And the ladder and the dream and the vision, all of this. What was it all about? It was about him meeting God. Do you realize you can meet God this morning? Do you realize the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob will meet you today if you would open your heart to Him and allow the Holy Spirit to work in your life? If you're with me, say amen. Now, I want you to notice some promises about this experience. Notice some promises that this man got when he met the Lord. And let me tell you something. When you meet the Lord, you're going to get some promises. Notice this. Boy, I tell you, I like this. He said, "...and behold, the Lord stood above it." In verse 13, and said, "...I am the Lord God of Abraham, thy father, and the God of Isaac, the land whereon thou lies to thee, will I give it and to thy seed." He promised him a place. He said, "...there's a place. Now that you've met me, here's a place." We know that he's talking about the promised land, the real promised land. I'm sorry, guys, but the real promised land there in Israel. He was talking about the land flowing with milk and honey. He was talking about this place. He said, now that you met me, I have a home prepared for you. I'm glad the very day that I met Jesus. He said, i got a home prepared for you. I'm glad the very day that I experienced the Lord. He said, Josh, in my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. Let me tell you something. This world is not my home, for I'm just passing through. Amen? This, this world is not my home. If you've experienced God, you know today that He has a place waiting on you. Friend, if this world is all it is, that's sad. Huh. If it's all it is to pay taxes and die, bless your heart. Huh. And that's what lost man believes today. Well, I'll just pay taxes and die. Not me, I've experienced God. i got a place waiting on me called heaven. Huh, Amen! i got a place that that's not made with the, the, the hands of man, that's made with the hands of God. Boy, what great hope that I share today, that now that I've experienced the Lord, that I know that I know that I'm going to that place called heaven. You experience God today, He'll give you that promise. Notice this next verse. Notice verse 14, "...and thy seed shall be as the dust of the earth, and thou shalt spread abroad to the west, and to the east, and to the north." and to the south, and in thee and thy seed shall all the families of the earth be blessed. The promise of preservation. He said, I'll preserve you and your seed. Now that you've met me, now that you've experienced me, i got a home for you and I'm going to preserve you. I'm going to preserve your seed. I'm going to tell you something today. The day that you experience God, Jesus said that He'll put you in the hands of the Father. And there is nothing that can pluck you out of that hand. Romans chapter 8 talks about that nothing can separate us from the love of God. Nothing. And it goes through all of those powers and dominions and all of those things. Nothing can separate us from the love of God, because once you have experienced the Lord for yourself, He can preserve your life. What does that mean, preacher? That means that you will never perish, but you will have everlasting life. That means that this old body may go, but this spirit will live for all of eternity with the Lord. Hey. When it comes time and it's Joshua's funeral time, don't weep for me. (laughs) Because what God's given life, you can't kill today. Amen? And hey, they can bring the casket up here and I can be sitting in the casket, but that's not me. Because the Lord has saved me. He has preserved me. I'm going to be with Him in heaven for all of eternity. And nobody, not even the devil himself, can stop that. That ain't that cool today? To know that once you've experienced the Lord, it's a done deal. He preserves you. Notice this next verse here. Boy, I like this too. Boy, aren't you glad to be saved? Aren't you glad to know the Lord? Notice what he said. In verse 15, He said, Behold, I am with thee, and will keep thee in all places, whither thou goest, and will bring thee again into this land, for I will not leave thee until I have done that which I have spoken to thee. He said, I will not leave you now that you have experienced me. I will go with you. I will walk with you. I will be with you. I want you to know that He promised Him His presence. He said, My presence will ever be before you. There was a woman one time not long ago that came to me. She was weeping and wailing. She said, Brother Josh... I'm going to hell. One of the best Christian women that I know. And I said, what do you mean you're going to hell? I'm thinking, boy, if she's going, I'm going with her. Man, this woman's got to be saved. And "And the devil will do it to anybody today. Hello? He'll do it to anybody today. And she said, Brother Josh, and she was so worried and she was so concerned about her salvation. And I said, can you go back to that time that God saved you? She said, oh, I know He has. And I said, what about all of those times that you were so lonely? Did you ever feel the power of God with you? She said, well, sure I have. And I said, you go through that. Was there times that when nobody else was around, God was there? And she said, well, absolutely. I said, then you're saved. If you can go back to a time that you've experienced the Lord, you're saved. Because He gives you a promise. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. He'll walk with you. There's one thing that I don't doubt this morning, and that's my salvation. You know why? Because the day that I got saved, He's been with me ever since. And there's a lot of times that I've turned my back on Him. There's a lot of times that I've been unfaithful. You listen. You listen this good. There are a lot of times this, this guy's been unfaithful to God. But there's never been a time that he's been unfaithful to me. He's always been there. He's always been faithful. God is loyal today. Amen. He is long-suffering, He's graceful, He's full of mercy. Friend, I want you to know that He's there. If you've experienced God, I want you to know that His presence is about you. And I'm going to tell you, His presence is in this place this morning. His presence is in this place. Notice this in verse 16. If you're with me, say Amen. Notice verse 16. And Jacob awake out of his sleep. And he said, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I, I knew it not. Now notice number three, the power of the experience. The power of the experience. Notice what he said, the Lord is in this place. Was he talking about Baal? He's he talking about Muhammad? No, he's talking about the God of Abraham. He's talking about the God of, of Isaac. And he said the God of heaven is in this place. Can you ever go back to a time that you experienced the Lord in a way that you knew that you knew that you knew that, you knew that the Lord was in this place? The old world looks at us and they mock us and they laugh at us. Oh, that doesn't even make sense. But if you're saved, you know what I'm talking about this morning. When you've ever got to that place where you were so humble that the Lord met with you and you just said, Man, the Lord is in this place. Man, I'm telling you, have you ever left church and said, Man, God was in that place this morning. Man, the Lord just showed out. If you were here last Sunday night, you seen the Lord in this place, amen. And last Sunday morning. Man, I'm telling you, God just showed up. Have you ever got to a place spiritually where it's just so good? You say, man, God is in this place. You say, preacher, we can't do that. What do you mean we can't do that? Well, we can't meet with God. Yes, we can meet with God here. And let me tell you something. When God shows up, things take place. And things happen. And people get changed. I've heard it. Every excuse in the book, oh, I'm an alcoholic. I'm an adulterer. I'm a drug addict. Let me tell you something. God can save your soul today. God can forgive you of everything you've ever done today. Let me tell you something. God's grace is greater than every sin you've ever committed. Let me tell you something today. Don't use that crutch on the Lord today because if you meet Him today, He has the power to save you and forgive you of every sin. You ever committed? A young lady one time said, Preacher, i got to be saved. We got down there and, and she was just fixing to pray and she said, Preacher, he can't forgive me. You don't know what I've done. I said, I don't want to know what you've done. But he already knows what you've done. But you go and ask him for forgiveness. Preacher, you don't know where I've been. He won't forgive me. I said, you pour your heart out in faith to the Lord and you see what happens. She was just boo-hooing. She got down. She got to pray she got up, oh, I love it, Brother Jeff, when, they, when their expression changes. Because God, the power of God comes into them. And I said, Crystal, has God forgive you? She said, you have no idea. So I said, yeah, I do too. <laughs> she said, you have no idea. I can't believe He forgive me. I can't, I can't believe. Isn't it amazing the power of God this morning? Do you realize that we are robbing ourselves of the power of God? God is in this place. God is here. God is wanting to meet with us. God is wanting to change us. God is wanting to transform us. If we allow the Spirit of God to have its will and way in our heart and life today, God can change us today. Because let me tell you something, not only does God save you, God changes you. And when you truly get to know God and you meet God and you have that experience, you change. I don't care what you say. You change. Because God can change anybody. He changed me. He can change you this morning. The power of the experience of God. Notice this. I'm almost done. Stay with me. Notice what he said here. And he was afraid and said, How dreadful is this place. This is none other but the house of God. The word dreadful here in Hebrew means to be feared. It means to be all inspired And this is, this is what he said. He said he was afraid. He said, how, how, how fearful, how awe-inspiring is this place. It wasn't that he was scared of God, but he was in reverence to the Lord because he was in the very presence of God. You say, preacher, can I be in the very presence of God today? You sure can. In the name of Jesus, through the work of the Holy Spirit of God, you can today. He met God. God changed God changed his life. And God was in that place and he met with him. And he said, oh man, oh man, I'm in the presence of the Lord. Have you ever got to that place in your life spiritually? When you just knew God was in that place. And you just sat back and you were just beholding God. Isn't it, isn't it wonderful to experience Him? The greatest experience of my life. Is the day that I met Jesus. He came in and He saved me. Let me tell you something. I don't doubt my salvation. I know that I know that I know if I die today, I'm going to heaven. Not because of what I did. Just because of what I did, but because of what He did that day. Brother Trey, heaven opened up and came to me and saved me and showed me and sealed me. He can do the same for you today. You know, I'm not a big fan of repeat after me prayers. You know why? Because sometimes, and I'm not saying that you can't get saved that way. I believe you can. i met people that truly have and experienced God that way. But I think a lot of times we can get deceived that way because this is what it is. The Bible says work out your own salvation. Your salvation this morning is not me, you, and God. Your salvation is you and God. You and the Lord. And don't rest on your mama for it. Don't trust in your daddy for it. Listen to me. Don't trust in your grandma for it. Preacher, you don't know the kind of woman my grandma is. Praise God for who she is. But you cannot ride on her coattails to heaven today. You're going to have to meet Lord, the Lord for yourself. you got to experience Him for yourself today. If you know Him, say Amen. You may have made a profession before and you say, Preacher, as I think here and I go back, I can't go back to that time that I've experienced the Lord. Just like Jacob did. Preacher, it's not there. Well, you can get it this morning. Be saved today. Be saved today. If you're saved today and you've gone back to that time... Maybe it's just reassured you of that blessed assurance that we have in Jesus. Praise God for that assurance today. The peace that passeth all understanding. Isn't it great to be saved? And I'm glad that God will tell you, you're saved and you know it. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this sermon today and this story about this man named Jacob. Who one night in that place called Bethel humbled himself and he met you. His grandpa knew you. His daddy knew you. But it was time for him to know you, Lord. And Lord, it's time for us to get to know you today. It's time for us to get one-on-one with you and allow that Holy Spirit to come into our life and to save us. Lord, I pray that we will humble ourselves to that place that we realize we're sinners and we stand in need of a Savior. And Jesus is the only Savior of the world. Lord, if those out there that have been deceived, Lord, work it out in their hearts today. Lord, what you have saved, you can seal and you can secure. Lord, I don't want anybody to doubt their salvation, Lord. But Lord, it's about that experience. And if there's somebody here that hadn't experienced you, Lord, I pray they'd stop right now and they'd experience you this morning. Lord, I got family and friends on my heart this morning that have never experienced you. And I just pour my heart out to you for them on their behalf, Lord. Lord, if there's somebody here that needs you, Lord, I I call them out to you today, Lord. Convict them, move them. Lord, I pray they'd get out that aisle they'd walk this aisle and trust you. Walking the aisle doesn't get you saved, Lord. But Lord, if they have questions, Lord, I pray they'd walk down. Lord, they can get saved where they are this morning. But Lord, after they do, they'll walk down and they'll confess you as their Savior, Lord. Lord, bless this service. Lord, you're in this place today. And Lord, I'm just in amazement of how great you are. I forgot a lot of days, but I've never forgot the day that I met you for the very first time. And I made you my own. I'm so glad that you're personal. Thank you for saving my soul. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. What page? Let's stand this morning. As we sing, you come this morning.